broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for My Wit Radio, brought to you by Women in Technology. Now here's your host, Tricia Stezzi. Good morning. This is Trisha, your host of Women in Technology, and I'm so happy to be here for our August show, even though we're coming to you virtually um, instead of from our normal live in-office conversation. It's still going to be really lively and engaging. I'm super, super excited to share this guest with everybody today. Uh, This is going to be a really inspirational topic, something I think we all could use right now. Um, We're all really busy and extra stressed. And I think um, then today we're going to get some great tips on how to support ourselves in getting through this, this crazy time. Um, I know for me, today's the first day of school for my fifth graders. So um, it's just another example of um, everything's different this year and we're making it work. So, so far, so good. Um, Today we'll be, you know, um, talking through some tips. And like I said, our speaker is Kim Becking and she is just a fantastic inspirational speaker. I'm going to um, give you a little bit about her bio and she's going to give you some background about her story First, let me just quickly introduce myself. My name is Trisha Stezzi, and I am your host today at For Women in Technology. I'm also the CEO of Significance. Um, We unleash potential through the power of purpose. Um, I'm also the director of the WIT Forums, and I'm so excited to let you know that our guest for next week's Wednesday morning WIT Forum is Kim Becking, our guest here today. So you get a little taste of what's coming next Wednesday. We'll go deeper into this awesome topic. So you can find about how to register on mywit.org. We'll remind you again at the end all about that. Um, And so uh, with that, let me give you a little intro about Kim, and then we'll kick off this conversation. So Kim Becking is um, a change and leadership expert. um, She's an impactful motivational speaker. She's an executive coach. And most importantly, she's a thin mint addict. You heard it here first, people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Her mission today today is is to help you build a momentum mindset and to ditch that overwhelm, conquer change, and boost your resilience no matter what is thrown at you. So um, as a leading thought leader on resilience and thriving in the midst of change, Kim's expertise has been featured in national media such as People, The New York Times, and Good Morning America. Um, Kim has conquered the ever-changing tough worlds of business, government, and politics as an attorney, public affairs, and political consultant, and communication strategist for over two decades. She's also conquered breast cancer and other life challenges and changes. So like all of us, Kim wears many hats. She's a successful serial entrepreneur, a breast cancer survivor, a community activist, and the mom of three teenagers in a blended household. Kim's been on the front lines of helping women break barriers and shatter glass ceilings for decades in the boardroom, the courtroom, and all levels of government. Kim's learned that you don't have to be a superwoman to be successful. You just have to be imperfectly perfect, your imperfectly perfect self. Um, And that's what we're going to talk a lot about today. Um, 
Kim is a smart cookie, smart enough to know that recovery is important, and she's happy, happily now a recovering attorney and a recovering political consultant. Um, Her message in the midst of the uncertainty that we're all facing is needed now more than ever, and we are so excited to have her here to share this with you today. Um, Right before we dig into this, I just want to remind everyone about WIT's amazing mission, which is to empower girls and women to excel in science, technology, engineering, the arts, and math. So um, empowering girls and women to excel in STEAM from the classroom to the boardroom. So with that, I want to officially invite Kim to join us and um, welcome Kim. Can't wait to chat with you today. And to get us started, could you give us a little bit of context about your background? We, we just shared a bunch of your um, awesome accomplishments, um, but I love your story. Maybe that's a great place for us to start today. Sure, sure. Good morning, Tricia. Good morning, everyone listening out there. And I'm excited to be here this morning. As as Tricia shared a little bit of my background. I, uh, I'm a recovering attorney and a recovering political consultant. I'm in lots of recovery programs. I'm, I also truly am a Thin Mint addict. Uh, that <laughs> has been uh, my, my go-to uh, during quarantine, which is now, you know, I'm, I'm now, uh, I think it's quarantine. Uh, <laughs> the, the 10 pounds I've gained through all of this. Uh, but, you know, I, 18 years ago, was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 30. And, then, you know, kind of through my experience, uh, divorced 10 years ago, uh, remarried a widower with two kids. So we're a blended family, blending while mending, as I say, and uh, left the practice of law to start my own public affairs and communications company about 20 years ago. And then started through uh, my breast cancer journey, started speaking and uh, realized that there was a whole nother world out there where you could actually uh, share your message and get paid for that. And, and it was an actual business, uh, which I had no idea. So, uh, mm-hmm. so then I started doing motivational speaking and executive coaching and, you know, really helping not just women, but, but, uh, you know, across the board, but, but have focused a lot on women uh, in, in really trying to, to break those glass ceilings and, uh, you know, I've worked in because of the the legal piece and the the political piece. I've worked in a lot of male dominated industries and trying to get get more women at the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, through through my work over the last uh, eighteen years, we have really focused on helping people build that momentum, what I call momentum mindset, uh, you know, which which means that we have to keep moving forward no matter what we're faced with. So mm-hmm. you know, I talk a lot about conquering change and boosting resilience and uh, have been talking about that for, for decades. And, and now it's uh, more important than ever uh, in, in the middle of everything that 2020 has brought us. I know it's so, it's so insane right now. Everybody is talking about 2020. Like, can we just skip over the next half half of it and just like, or do like a redo or something. So yeah, this is going to be fantastic because I know that you're going to share some tips that people can really put like right into action right now. Um, I love that. So maybe a great way to start then um, and digging into that topic would be to say, you know, since everyone's facing all of this change and their careers and their parenting responsibilities and all the things, um, uh, what's the first thing you need to know when dealing with unexpected change and, and uncertainty? 
that's surrounding everyone right now. So what, what's that one thing? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is whether we all realize it or not, we've been dealing with change our whole lives. But yeah. the difference is change we choose, we're typically okay with. A mm. change that is forced upon us or that is unexpected yeah. becomes more difficult, right? Because we resist and, and we, yeah. uh, we don't want to accept what is. So the, the, the key initially is to even acknowledge all of the, chain that's hap- the change that's mm. happening and really accept what is. Uh, to yeah. feel whatever it is you need to feel, to give yourself that permission, uh, to realize that we right now are going through transformational change at every level right? It's, it's the yeah. individual level. It's our families. You know, we're crisis schooling. I don't even call it homeschooling. I call it crisis yeah. schooling, right? Yeah. Uh, we're crisis schooling. We're, we're trying to learn how to work from home. Uh, you know, we're all dealing with different things ourselves. And then we look at our community and then we look at our workplace and then we look at the world and mm. how everything has changed. So it's this collective loss, this collective grief, this collective change that we're going mm. through. And, uh, you know, we have to learn how to, you know, really be aware and, and, and accept and acknowledge where we're at and give ourselves that permission. And then as a part of that, also remember mm-hmm. that we have a choice and uh, there's no right way to do a pandemic. Let's just say that, you know, it's, <laughs> I yeah. have. I have friends and, you know, they've created these masterpieces or, or written a new book. And I was trying to figure out how to, to make sure my three kids were okay. And my, my dad had had some health issues and had to have quadruple bypass. And oh so I had to go help my parents for a couple of weeks uh, during all of this. Uh, so, you know, yeah. we're each, and as I say, you know, we're, we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. Right. And so right. we have to really acknowledge that ourselves, And then as a part of that awareness and acceptance of everything we're dealing with and giving ourselves that grace, it's also focusing on what we can control. Mm. Uh, and, and you know, we call it this locus of control. What are things right now that yeah. you do have the power to control? And then let go of all of those things that you can't because we all feel so overwhelmed and there's this yeah. anxiety right now, right? You know, even the back to school right. discussion. And, you know, I don't know, should I choose virtual option or should I send my child in person? Like, I don't know what to do. I mean, there's just so many decisions and so many things that we don't have control over. So we have to focus on what we can control. Hmm. And and what I, you know, I call it resigning as general manager of the universe. (laughs) I love it. It's letting go of all of the things and, and all those things that are weighing us down right now that we simply, we don't have control over it, even though we want to. <laughs> That's a great way to think about it. I love that because um, not, it's kind of giving yourself a little space to say, look, this is, these are not normal times. And then, oh. but not just saying that and then kind of sitting on the couch and, and just like going into paralysis mode. It's like, okay, this is not normal times. And um, what action steps should I prioritize? You know, right. or what? What can I do to actually like help myself get through this? So I love that tip. Like, okay, maybe even like write down a list of like, yes. hey, all these things are worrying me, but where, where's the place I can take an action today? Or Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And make a list, like literally write down what are all those things right now that you need to let go of that you can't control. And then make a list of things that you do have the power over. You know, we have yes. a choice. And so, you know, it's what I call finding the certain in the middle of uncertainty. That's a great and, tip. And, and, and so 
you know, seriously writing down those things mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, letting go of, of those things that we just simply can't control. I feel like that could be such a great sort of personal care exercise where you could kind of look at each area of your life and do that and maybe like make some kind of, if you, if you're into that kind of thing, could be some ritual, like trash it and throw it out or burn it. Or, oh, yes. You know, no, and we do that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I, and I have everyone when I'm with live audiences, right? Yeah. I, I actually have them. I have a, a half sheet of paper and it says, let it go at the top. And yeah. every, everybody writes down things that they're going to let go of or things that are holding them back. And they literally yeah. throw it. They literally wad it up and throw yeah. it, right? Or burn it. Yes. <laughs> I'll At- tell you what, I feel like it might be really cathartic to throw it at someone. I'm kidding. <laughs> yes. I love yes. it. No, that's fantastic. Such, I love this, the, how you just you give some really practical <laughs> tips because it's like, I think we know we're in the overwhelm, but then it's like, then what? And so, right. you know, I can just feel doing that would just release a lot of pressure and then you can actually feel a little lighter and moving forward and what you can, you know, address. So that, that's awesome. So you talked about um, momentum mindset. That's a great term. Can you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Sure. And, and, you know, we hear a lot and particularly right now, you know, a lot about resilience and a lot about, you know, a lot of people think of resilience. They think of bouncing, back. Hmm. But I don't want you to just bounce back. I want you to bounce forward, stronger hmm. and better than before. So what are the lessons that we can learn from this? And we may not be able to see all the lessons right now, but they're there. Yeah. And and as a part of that, it's it's really understanding, you know, there are going to be even beyond 2020 and everything that it's brought, right? There are going yeah. to be hard. There're going to be things that challenge us uh, with our careers, there are going to be things that challenge us at home. And you know, we get to decide. We have that choice on how we're showing up. And so you're really building that momentum mindset means you you keep moving forward. Some days it may even be one little baby step, right? Yeah. It, it, it may not be a giant leap. It may be one baby step, but you keep moving forward no matter what. Mm. And, and, uh, it's what I call gritting up, not giving up, right? Like it's like putting on our big girl panties and and yeah. we keep moving forward. Now that doesn't mean we don't give ourselves the space and grace to take care of ourselves or to pause. You know, I believe strongly um, from a resilience standpoint, there's power in the pause. There's yes. power in um, taking a, a break and taking care of yourself. And you know, that's an important piece. That's not what I'm saying with momentum mindset, right. but, but we still have to keep moving forward no matter what we're being faced with and and whatever that looks like for us again it's that's where we have to also stop the comparison and um mm. what uh you know what does that look like for us that's really powerful that that um i relate to that a lot because um i'm very focused on on purpose and so everyone has their own you know path or journey and so when you talk about a baby step um, whatever that is, as long as it's moving a little bit forward on that path, then um, that's a win. And right. so I love your moment of mindset and you can apply that in so many ways. Um, and so uh, when we talked before, you also have some great tips about momentum busters. So mm-hmm. that seems like something to keep in mind. We're yeah. saying, okay, yes, I'm in, I'm in, I'm, I want to be a momentum mindset person. How do I avoid, you know, these uh, gotcha moments? 
Yeah, yeah. And and busters, you know, those are the things that are keeping us stuck. Those are the yeah. things that are holding us back. Those are the things that are keeping us up at night. You know, I always mm-hmm. ask when I'm when I'm working with my coaching clients or uh, you know, other folks, you know, I always ask, what's keeping you up at night? What's yeah. holding you back from reaching your full potential and showing up as your best self? And you know, there's there's always uh, usually, you know, four or five key things that's holding all of us back, whether we realize it or not. You know, mm-hmm. one of those big things uh, is fear. Yeah. You know, and uh, now more than ever, right? So it's, uh, and I always say it's that false evidence appearing real. And so I have, you know, a whole exercise of taking people through um, their own fears and what that looks like and how they can kind of unleash that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the yeah. other uh, big one, particularly for women, is mm-hmm. our own inner bullies. Oh, yeah, that's a big uh, one. Uh, you know, I always say we have to slay our inner bully. My inner bully's name is Edna. I think we have to name <laughs> them because if, by naming them, it takes away their power. Uh, and, you know, we all have that self-doubt. We all have self-sabotage in, you know, that, that we do to ourselves. And so um, often we are our own biggest enemy. <laughs> I love that you named it because that, that, and you have such great humor in, in your talks and everything. And that makes me think of, I can kind of imagine you going, Edna, get, you know, get back in the closet, get away exactly. from you know, Like I can kind of see you, how, how that could be fun instead of more yeah. stressful. And, yeah. Know? And you take away their power. Yeah. Take away their power. So, you know, that, that inner bully is a huge, is a huge piece in the self-doubt and, um, and then other people, you know, other people are often a moment and buster, uh, mm, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, the, the, the negative, the, what I call drainers, uh, mm-hmm. that just suck the energy right out of the room. And, and yeah. right now, you know, we're seeing that play out a lot online. And mm, so yeah. what, you know, because it's really important as you think about moving forward, as you think about taking care of yourself, as you think about how do you boost your resilience, a big key to that is protecting your energy. And mm-hmm. as a part of that, uh, those drainers or those negative people, which are those momentum busters, um, you have to protect your energy now more than ever. Uh, because we're, we're all grieving. We're all um, yeah. on this roller coaster. And so- yeah. Um, you know, what does that look like for you? What does that mean from a setting your boundaries or, you know, I've, I've, um, I use the snooze people on Facebook for 30 days. Um, Oh, that's a good one. You know, I just put people in timeout for 30 days and, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, or, or are there things that just aren't serving you and aren't feeding your soul and that you need to unsubscribe from or delete or, Mm -hmm. um, limiting your news intake. You know, mm-hmm. very early on in this process, I I assigned my husband as my news reporter. Uh cuz I'm mm. you know I'm very well read. I I I always uh try to read the news and watch the news, but it was just so much negativity for me that it yeah. wasn't uh working for me. Right. And so I had to set those boundaries with myself. And so smart. You know, so for for each of us, you know, it's thinking about those other people or those other things that are draining our in industry and, you know, I mean, draining our energy, uh, yeah. and, um, and, and being mindful of that. Kind of like you said, the inner bully is what, what's draining you from inside. And then, and then this, um, the, the, um, this other group is who's what's draining you from outside the other people, other sources. So kind exactly. of doing a, you know, inventory. Yep. Absolutely. 
I love it. So did we, okay, so we hit all those. Um, sorry, I know I interrupted your thought process there. No, 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 no. I You're could really relate to that one. It was like, okay, there's all these different areas to kind of think about. One thing that you said that um, it made me think of, I, I have a, a really amazing speaker named Ashley Jones, and she speaks about grief and, and how to kind of handle it, which is something obviously, like you said, we're all going through. And when you yeah. mentioned fear, she talks about how like neurologically in our brains, um, you know, you're either dealing with something um, with your reptilian brain or you're, pre, you know, or, um, or you're not. And so if you're in fear, you can't be like in this other space of like love. So it's right. um, where are you at the time? So if you're in fear, then it's kind of a good time to take a pause to, so you're not kind of living through that lens. So right. um, I think right. you were both kind of, kind of talking it to that point. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I always say, you know, don't stop because of fear, move because of love. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. And yeah. And so often, you know, we elect that we we let the fear and the worst case scenarios and the what ifs, and we're all guilty of that. And 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 I think right now it's really easy to go down that path. Yeah. Because there's so much negativity. And again, we're dealing with with this change and this loss and this collective grief at levels that none of us have ever experienced before. And we're all going through it together. Yeah. True. So that's one good thing. We should be able to have a little um, empathy and compassion because we can just know everybody's reacting differently and going through this hard time and kind of give people a little bit of a break. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And giving them that grace. And, and, you know, this is where emotional intelligence, particularly as a leader, comes in because yeah you know being able to really understand your people and understand where they're coming from and recognizing we all are dealing with things differently uh, and we all have different lives and different things going on uh, that we uh, you know it's it's that grace it's that permission and it's really um, allowing ourselves going back to what I said at the very beginning you know that awareness and that acceptance and allowing us to feel what it is we need to feel Yes. And realizing that we're all going to have good moments and bad moments. And sometimes we're going to have those at the same time. And, and that's a part of this collective grief and collective loss that we're all dealing with. And so many have never experienced this. Right. And And so are you, are you kind of um, saying that the, by actually feeling the, the different emotions that are coming up right now that will actually release some of the anxiety and stress and fear. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. if you carry it, it's not going away. It actually <laughs> compounds, I think. It's like Ab- the more you try to push it down and hide it, then you get more problems coming yeah, up. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's really, really great advice. I love and, it's, and it's making sure that those around you, right, whether it's colleagues yeah. at work, whether it's people you're leading on your teams, whether it's your kids, whether it's your spouse, whether it's, you know, family or, or other friends, um, you know, it's really making sure that you're giving them that permission too to feel. And that's a key, yes. you know, and that's a really a key piece of that momentum mindset as well is um, the power of connection and the power mm. of making sure that we have that community and uh, yeah. that we're, we're there for each other right now. You know, I've actually been doing, a, since all of this started, you know, we're all struggling, right? We've all had, uh, I mean, I know I have, we, we've all had, uh, you know, different moments during this where it's just been so heavy. 
And Mm -hmm. uh, so I started doing, I call it text roulette. So I would, I look at my phone every day and I go to my text and I kind of, I, I just scroll, like I just let it, my finger go and scroll. And then wherever it lands, whoever it lands on, I, three people a day, I text. And, that was and, brilliant. And, and do I'm text roulette and just check in on them and just say, how are you doing? Anything I can help you with? I love you. I, I see you. I'm here for you. You know, just checking in on people mm, and huge. asking them how they're doing. Are you okay? Yeah. I think a lot of it, and to your point, that was such a brilliant idea and I'm totally stealing it, um, is that just people, just knowing someone's thinking about you, it gives you a whole feeling of, of love and comfort, even if you're not on a three hour call with them or just that little check-in can really be a big pick me up. Absolutely. And then if they do need something great, but, um, that's, I think you just, you're onto something really powerful there. We can all fit that into our day. Right. Right. And, and when I used to be with live audiences, you know, back in January, February, which seems like a decade ago at this point, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I would actually have them all pull out their phones and um, say, you know what, right now I want you to think of one person, whether it's, you know, hmm. someone on your team, someone you're leading, uh, you know, a, a family member, a friend, someone in your life right now. And I want yeah. you to, text, I want you to text them and I want you to say whatever you want to say. Um, but just yeah. let them know you're thinking of them, uh, you know, cause often we're all so busy pre pandemic, uh, yes. you know, pre 2020, we were, we were, we were busy. We were overwhelmed. Yes. We were stressed right. out. We were maxed out. And now mm-hmm. it's like that on steroids. Right. And, and so even before we would often say, Oh, you know, how many times have you ever said, Oh, let's go have coffee yeah, or let's go have lunch. And it's six months later or a year later. Yeah. And that never happened. Right. Right. <laughs> We have to make the time. We yeah. have to, we have that power. We're the only one that controls our schedule. And, right. and so it's, it's making the time to do that. And particularly right now, you know, we yeah. need to be there to support each other. And, and that makes us better from, a, from an employee standpoint, from a leader standpoint, uh, to be more productive, to be more um, engaged with each other and connected with each other, particularly when yep. we all feel so disconnected right now because exactly. we're not physically together. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's just those little things, uh, that we can do, uh, to check in with each other and to stay connected because connection is the heartbeat of life and we mm-hmm. need each other now more than ever. You have the best phrases. Like, oh, these are just wonderful sound bites that like you could kind of lock into your mind and remind yourself every day. Love is, um, connection is the heartbeat of life. That's amazing. Um, and, and to add to that, I would just say, you know, the fact that, I love the win-win nature of our, of our like existence, which, you know, when you do something good for someone else, you feel good. You literally get like the good feeling hormones kicking in your own brain. So you can kind of think of it that way too. Like not only are you caring about someone else, but you will feel better having cared about someone else. So Absolutely. It's and, and, re- and research shows that uh, yeah. you know, from a, from a resilience standpoint and right. a mental health standpoint, you know, helping others, and giving to others, you know, you know, it's, it, it helps us as well. I love that. So, um, this kind of is a natural segue into what you're so good at. Another thing you're so good at, which is helping people like with tips on how to stay positive. Um, when there's so much uncertainty, so much stress, so much overwhelm. Um, I think, I feel like you shared some of that, but it's like, 
how do we keep that top of mind? Yeah, and and I think you know, I, and I think one of the things right now too is important to recognize. Um, you know, it, it's that positivity, it's that optimism, but it's it's also tempering that with reality, right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Like my my husband and my daughter, they're realists, and I'm optimist. So yeah. it's uh, you know, I'm not saying I, I'm not being Pollyanna, saying oh right. everything's great. Uh, right. and, and pushing positivity down people's throats, right? But it is saying we have the choice mm-hmm. um, and it's a choice that we make every single day. So, yeah. you know, our words, our thoughts, our actions, our attitude, how we show up every day is up to us. Mm. So for for me from a, you know, and, and, and all of this is backed in research as well, but it's it's really looking at um, what is the good? right? It, it's, mm. it's the power of gratitude. It's mm-hmm. um, every single day, there's always something we can be grateful for. You know, and right. I think back to when I was going through my cancer and on the days I didn't even want to get out of bed and, uh, and you know, then after my divorce, I mean, there were like so many hard days, but there yeah. was always something right. I could be grateful for. And so, uh, you know, it's it's thinking about it from um, it's, it's what I call the stop, shift, and reframe. Mm. Because many of our brains, right, are wired. Uh, you know, we have 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Mm-hmm. And pre-pandemic, right, many of us had a lot of, a lot of those thoughts were negative. Yeah. And, uh, and now we're getting all of this negativity every single day. And so uh, yeah. we, we have to decide to stop you know, stop with our own negative thoughts or, or, or getting the negativity from the outside world, uh, mm-hmm. shift and reframe to a positive. So I always challenge everyone to have a three to one positivity ratio. So hmm. for every negative thought you have, I want you to think of three positive thoughts. Oh, that's good. And I started doing that about 10 years ago and it has changed my life. It, it, it really, yeah. right. It, it forces you to uh, you know, look at the look at yeah. life and look at the lens through that um, that practice of yeah. gratitude and of joy, and you know, for many of us, we're like going through the motions of life. We're mm-hmm. so busy, uh, right. you know, this this disease of busyness that everybody has. Mm-hmm. Even though right yeah. now, you know, we can't really go anywhere. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Everybody's still, you know, any clients that I'm talking to, any anyone that I'm talking to right now, they're more they feel more overwhelmed and busy than they felt before. Even though they're not going anywhere, right? Because they're right. learning, yeah. you know, you're having to adapt. You're having to learn new ways of working and of uh, homeschooling or crisis schooling your kids or taking care of your families or you know, even simple things like going to the grocery store and, uh, you know, if you still are yeah. going to the grocery and store. So it's all even on stuff. top of that, there's all these protests going. So there's so much intersectionality and all these yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, it's the civil, time. yeah, it's, it's the civil, you know, the civil unrest and the fight for racial yeah. equality and justice. It's, yeah. it's the the pandemic itself. It's the economic yeah. uncertainty and yeah. then it's the politics, right? Yeah. And, 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 and it's an election year. And so you have all of those things combined and compounded. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so for so many of us, it's, it, it becomes really, really heavy. And so mm-hmm. we have to choose... Uh, you know, to set those boundaries and to focus on the good and find gratitude um, to do things every day, even if we can't 
you know, I love concerts, right? I, I miss that. I, I love yeah. traveling. I mean, I travel and speak for a living, right? And I clearly yeah, right. I'm on any stages right now. So, um, but what are those things right now that do bring me joy? What's on my mm-hmm. joy list? What's on your joy list? What are mm-hmm. little things every day? So music is something for me because I, I love live music. But right now, I every day when I'm working or when I'm in the kitchen cooking or you know whatever, I listen to music. Um, I love being outside, so I take walks. I you know so it's it's thinking what's on your joy list. Adapt. To, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be focused on things right now that none of us can do, right? Or or yeah. the things that we're losing that we miss right now. Um, what are the things in our current environment that you can do that bring you that joy? And, and then a really good tool. Yeah. yeah, And then making sure that you're, um, taking care of yourself as a part of that too. And, uh, you know, we can't take care of anyone else. We can't take care of our kids, can't take care of of our colleagues, of our family, of our friends, anyone else, if we're not taking care of ourselves first. And right now, more than ever, we need that radical self-care. And mm. so what does that look like for you and making it a practice and a mm. habit every single day? And maybe that's one of your, what's on your joy list. I feel like you just gave a couple of tools right there. It was sort of went full circle from where you started about awareness. So it's almost like your tool of three to one positivity to negativity um, and thoughts, or even in statements to other people, like kind of recognizing that um, we have, this tool at our, at our, you know, my, at our hands at every moment to say like, am I doing this? Like kind of check in for a minute or check in. Have I done anything on my joy list today? Uh, Have I done anything on my self-care list today? And I bet if you, you know, just start doing these little things, they really make a difference in how you feel. Right. Right. And, and I think, and, and I truly believe, and again, research backs this up as well, but writing it down. Yeah. Makes a huge impact because some days we may not be in a mindset where we can even think about what we need to do for ourselves today. So I have a self-care toolkit, right? Like I wrote down what are simple things that I can do to take care of myself. And I have it on a little post-it note and I have it at my desk because sometimes for me, I, I, you know, my, one of my big struggles and particularly now working from home too, right? We're all zoomed out. I mean, how many hours a day are we on zoom? Yeah. Or teams. (laughs) Or teams or, or whatever, whatever it is while we're yeah. trying to deal with the dog and our kids and everyone else that's at home. And, um, you know, I would go sometimes a whole day yeah. without like getting up. Yep. Been there. Right. <laughs> and so like scheduling in your calendar. So my calendar will, my, my alarm will go off to make me get up to make yeah. me go have a lunch break, to make me make sure that I'm having a break in between my Zoom calls or my Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, for each of us, it's what are those simple tools and those simple things you can do um, to, to remind yourself of that and to have that self-care toolkit uh, and that joy list. Yeah, and I think, again, the, 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 both of those tools are really also about awareness, right? So, like, if right. we're, zoned, we're zoned out in our Zoom, we forget. We're not intentionally trying to ignore our bodies or ignore no. our joy lists. But um, and in the in the three-to-one thing, I love how it's making you aware of the positive things that actually are there and drawing your attention to it. So I think those tools are really, really powerful, even though they seem easy and small. But I think, you know, they're total like mind shifters. So right. 
Well, and you know, we always hear about the big four of taking care of yourself, right? Which is getting enough sleep, eating right, exercising or moving your body and drinking enough water. So for Mm -hmm. me, for example, I've never liked water. I grew up on a farm. I didn't like the taste of our water. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I never liked water and I don't like the, the flavored water. So, but I am forcing myself this year at the beginning of the year in January, I bought this water container that measures my water every day. Mm -hmm. And so every hour I know where I'm at and I have to drink two of them a day. And so for me, that holds me accountable. And now I've been drinking my water since January, Mm -hmm. right? So what are those tools? And we all work differently and we all have different things that work for us from a self-care perspective, things that relax us or things that bring us joy so, you know, what's on your list? Yeah, I love this. Well, this, is, <laughs> this has been fantastic. I feel like there has been a gold mine of actual, like, actionable tips. So I hope everybody tries at least one thing today. Don't put it off. <laughs> try something today. See how it feels. Try it again tomorrow or try a new thing. Because um, I think um, we owe it to all of ourselves and our, our families and communities and colleagues to take care of ourselves. Um, even more now than, than ever. I'm so, so thankful to have you here. Is there any last little tip or bit you'd like to share with us before we sign off? Um, and then, you know, of course, everyone can find you again next week for even more goodness. But any last um, yeah, I think, bits of wisdom? I, I, I think one of the things I want to remind everyone is it's all going to be okay. Yeah, we, we are going to get through this. We are going to come out stronger and better than before. It may not seem like it right now. Uh, it doesn't mean we're not going to have bad days or, or bad moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want you to think about what's something right now that can ground you in hope, hmm. right? I, I, I always say, you know, we need to be grounded in hope. So what is something right now that's bringing you hope Something maybe you could even plan for post-2020. Uh, something that you can look forward to or something that you know to be true that's, that that uh, sets your soul on fire and allows you to still have that hope inside. Yeah, Because hope is, is one of the things that allows us to grit up. It allows us to keep moving forward because we truly believe that there are better days ahead. So... That would be, I think, one of the things that I I want to leave you with is to to find that hope for yourself and what that looks like for you. Perfect. What a what a great great thing to end on. I love it. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I'm just um, so thrilled that I get to share you with our audience. <laughs> um, and so just let's share with everyone, if, if anybody out there listening would love to um, bring you in or learn more about you, they can read and you can find Kim at her website, www.kimbecking.com. Um, and then I invite everyone to join us. Go ahead and get registered at mywit.org for our upcoming WIT Forum for August, which is next Wednesday morning. We are actually starting off at 8 and ending at 9. However, Kim is so gracious that she is um, has offered to stay after 9 for those that are able to, to take additional questions, since we always wish we had you know so much more time for questions. So she will be there. Um, and the actual, the title for our WIT Forum um, is going to be, you do, you do not have to be a superwoman. 
So I think uh, we can all use a little bit of that. And so I hope to see you there, mywhip.org. You can get registered and we will see you at our virtual WIP forum in August. Yeah, and um, Trisha, hey, Trisha, can I say one thing about that? Yes, please. You are not going to want to miss this. So do not wait. Register today. How many of you have been on a boring webinar over the last five months? Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can see all of you raising your hands right now. Here's what I can promise you. This is not going to be another boring webinar. We are going to engage. We are going to have fun. You're going to be a part of the program. And like Trisha said, I'll stay on afterwards and answer any questions you may have. But don't wait. Uh, I can't wait to be with you all next week. We are going to have an awesome time together. Perfect. I'm so glad you shared that because I know I have seen the preview is we're going to have fun. Kim's going to be engaging. She is going to make you laugh. She's already made me laugh like a million times. And so um, we will see see you there. It's August 19th, 8 to 9, org. And thank you all for being here. And we will see you next month on Business Radio X. And thank you, Business Radio X, for having us. We love you. 